And so we rolled this thing out, turned on the lights, and Steve, Roger, Jeff, and I laid on our bellies and trimmed this grass by hand until 3 a.m. So why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country, and start a business in an industry they don't know, a place they don't know, and could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carmi. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast. Have you ever had so many things go wrong, you wondered if you should just throw in the towel? Welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. This is Dale Carmi here with my brother, Brian. Hello. And Brian, uh, yes, I have. That, that, that sometimes seems almost like a recurring theme of my life. And um, I think in general, life's full of challenges. And you sometimes start reading, you know, is this a sign that I'm on the wrong track or is this, you know, maybe a challenge that dissuades me. So definitely something we've dealt with. Yeah. So this, uh, the title of this podcast, I believe, or this, this episode is a series of unfortunate events. And, uh, Bethany, our producer was kind enough to point out that that should have been just the, the story of our life. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, thanks. Everything we've done is a series of unfortunate events. But the truth is we, you know, we were talking last episode about the challenges we were having in some of the product. And we were also in this spot where we're setting up new dealers and we kind of had this confluence of events. Look at that. Uh All these things coming together and we had an upcoming training. So what we have set up is a training for this new dealer we've established kind of officially our first dealer where we've brought somebody from the outside in and began training them. Yeah, we talked a couple weeks ago about Roger had written us a check. Yep. We didn't cash it. We finally do cash it. So now we've got to fulfill on this. And one of the things is we've got to supply training. So, so this is a big deal. This is our first real interaction with this person in terms of starting a business. So big portion of this, if we're doing an installation training, is the turf. So we have this turf ordered for the training. Now, as, as we were talking about we had bad order after bad order after bad order. And this is probably three months into mm-hmm. the, the new life of Frevlon, three or four months, the new order. So we realized a uh, pretty good chance if we don't do something, this is going to be bad. So we called uh, the company that's providing us the turf. And we said, guys, this is, this is mission critical. This, this one, this isn't us. If you send us bad turf and we're out in front of a customer, we can dance around it. We can work around it. We can make it work, whatever. This is a training for somebody that's investing in us to become a new dealer. And the people that are going to be working with them, their team, this is critical. Yeah. And, and Roger had set up a large or he had a large territory. So he had multiple people coming to this training. He had people from San Diego, people from LA, people from Orange County. He had people from multiple areas. And so this wasn't just going to be our first training it was going to be our first multi-person training we had um i don't know what it was eight or nine people scheduled to be there so like you said dale we stressed the importance of this one has to be right so multiple times (laughs) but but, 
Go ahead. Ronald Reagan's famous line? Trust but verify. Trust but verify. So he didn't ship the roll to California, which would have been the logical thing or the easiest thing to do. We said, we're going to ship this roll of turf to Albuquerque. We're going to look at it. We're going to verify it's good. And we're going to put on a trailer and drive it to California. Yeah. Adds a little more work for us, but let's make sure it's perfect. So... We we drive down. I remember driving down to the shipping terminal to pick mm-hmm. up the roll of turf, and this was maybe two days before we had to pack up and, and head out to California for the training. And the first challenge we hit is we get down to the shipping terminal, and I, I guess we hadn't really thought through this. I don't know if we had ever ordered a roll this big, but this was was it? A it was I think 200 a two hundred foot roll, roll of turf. Which is a big roll of turf, but we were, this was our new product with the new premium backing. So it's like double the weight and double the size of what a normal or what the old turf we were used to would have been. To, to put it and, in perspective, this roll of turf probably weighed a ton. Yeah. And it and it stood on the ground as we stood next to it. It came up to our chest. And we're sitting there looking at it's like, what are we going to do with this? We can't move this. We don't have, we didn't, we have, didn't any have any have equipment. A forklift. We didn't have a forklift. We didn't have a bobcat. So we were we were at the shipping terminal, so they could load the trailer, and they loaded the grass onto the trailer. Yeah, and we go driving out, and I remember sitting in the truck with you. It's like, what are we going to do with this? You know what they say, Dale? Where there is a will, there is a way. There's a way. So logically, we didn't have anything to lift the grass. Correct. So the next best answer is to pull the grass off. Manpower wasn't going to do that. No, we didn't have enough men to make that happen. But what we did have was a truck. Tree. And a tree. (laughs) A tree behind the warehouse. We got here pretty quick this way, but we were thinking on this. We're we're like trying to figure this out. How do we do it? So we actually, I think we first started trying to tie it to the fence and we tried pulling it. And the fence pretty quickly gave up. (laughs) And it's like, uh uh-oh, that was a bad decision. So then we found the tree up in the corner and we just backed up to the tree. We We strapped a strap around the grass. We hooked it to the tree and we drove forward slowly. And, you know, I think that the tree struggled a little bit too, but we were able to tree. We were able to drive the trailer out from under the grass and the turf dropped onto the ground at the top of the, the, the parking lot. And we were also were smart enough to do it at the top we of did. the hill. So we could roll the grass out down the hill. Yes. So the, the parking lot had a slope one, one direction to the other, and we, we unloaded at the top. But we once we get it off, we also pretty quickly realized we're never going to be able to get it back on. So our plan was to just roll it out and cut it into sections, smaller sections, that so we'd roll up into smaller rolls and load back up. Right. So we start rolling this grass out with the intention of cutting into smaller pieces to load it back up. What did we find out? Well, just again, to put it in perspective, even to roll this out down the hill— we had about five or six guys out there yeah. chucking on this thing, and it took everything we had to roll it out. But unfortunately, when we went to roll it out, we noticed that it wasn't quite <laughs> it didn't look perfect. Quite, quite, quite right. We had these sprigs, these what appear to almost be weeds, shooting up through the grass. We have... On an inconsistent basis. Yes. So we have a product that's about an inch and a half, inch and three quarters high. But you had these certain fibers that would be like three inches, just sprouting up all over the place. And we're looking at it thinking, oh, my goodness. Oh no. Maybe if we roll <laughs> it out a little bit further, it'll get better. It didn't get better. It did not. 
So we called Roger and said, hey, Roger, listen, I know you're planning on this training, but how about we push it back a week? We want to make sure it's just right. And, uh, you know, we have, you know, some issues on the product that came in. We didn't get into the details. He's, he just said, guys, that's not an option. Can't push it. I've got, you know, a bunch of people rearranged their schedule. They're all, you know, and again, I don't know what it was, eight or nine different people all planning to be there for this training. He's like, we've got to make it happen. So, again, where there's a will, there's a way. We started looking at, okay, how do we make this work? So, we call the supplier and say, guys... Maybe you didn't hear us when we called, but we needed this to be perfect. It's not. We can't install this product. Like it, it's it's it is it just, not. It's, it's not acceptable. even close. So it, right, it wasn't. If it was a stripe, stripe we could have cut it out and fixed it. If it was, uh, you know, wrong length, we could have seamed stuff together. There, there were things we could have worked around. This we didn't have a workaround. No. So they did some calling and some searching, and they found something that. Seemed to be really good news. They had some turf either left over from a field or it was on a, I on think a project. I think it was waiting to be waiting installed, to be installed on, a on a field in Arkansas. Now, we're in Albuquerque. The training's in California. Southern California, which is about 12, 12 hours. hours drive. Arkansas is another 12 hours. 12 hours the other direction, exactly opposite direction. And at this point, I don't remember. It might have been... Was it Thursday? It was Thursday. And so we needed to be there for the training Sunday. We were supposed to get there Sunday. So it was, I mean, it was going to be tight, but we could make this work. So we, we actually, we decided to head out and get it. We, what we did again, trust, but verify. We said, look, are you sure it's the right product? They said, yes. Are you sure it's got the right backing? They said, yes. And, and it was for a field. We said, are you sure there are no white lines or anything in it? And they said, yes. And we said, we need to verify. Can you have somebody go out? So they had somebody on site. They told us, go out, look at the rolls, open up the plastic, confirm it had the right backing, confirm the face looked right. So it wasn't only that they told us, they also verified on site that it was good. So we said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to jump in the truck with a trailer. We're going to drive. This is Friday now. Mm-hmm. We're going to drive because we spent Friday during the day making calls, making sure it was Everything was right and do another business. Drive to Arkansas, come back. We can be back by Saturday night and then Sunday, turn around, drive out to California and be there for the training Monday morning. Right. It was a quick good, turn, but we could make it happen. Good plan, ready, break. So you and I, Brian, we load up our white truck, our white truck, which truck. is our newer truck. We got the trailer on it. We start uh, heading out of town. We're heading east on 40 out of Albuquerque, heading up that hill. We're not more than 15 minutes away from home. And the transmission goes out on the truck. Yeah. We are heading up the highway on 40, pull off the side of the road with the trailer. We are stuck. And it's like six o'clock at night on a Friday. So we are, we, we have to go, but our truck's down. So we're trying to figure out what the answer is. My father-in-law, Steve, we've talked about, he'd come out and he'd been working with us and helping. And Dale and I are talking about like, let's get Steve to bring the blue truck out. Let's see what we can figure out. So we bring the blue truck out. There's no way we're going to get the white truck fixed. No. But we think if not, we not can, only do we not have the time, we don't have the money. <laughs> Correct. But we, we end up devising this plan. Let's go ahead, unhook the trailer from the truck, hook up the blue truck. We'll call a tow truck to come get the white truck and take it into the shop. And we'll start driving with the blue truck to Arkansas. 
And by the time you do this and you figure it out, we've lost a couple hours. Mm -hmm. And so we, we get there and finally we decide, like, we do the math. By the time we drive there, drive back, then drive to California, there's no time We're for, right on for time. sleeping. Like this is, it's going to take every minute that we've got. So we decide Divide that you and, and Steve will head to Arkansas. I will stay back and take care of the white truck. And then when you get back to Albuquerque, Steve and I will get in the car and go to California, or go get the truck, and you will stay back and, and get do stuff business. done the next week. Yep. Great it's a good plan. plan. Ready, break. Here we Let's go. go. So Steve and I start trucking down the highway. We drive through the night, Friday night, all through the night. That's a long drive, weary eyes, and and the sun's coming up. We're traveling east into the sun, and we're getting close. I see the Arkansas state line. We got, went the whole way through uh, New Mexico, a little bit of Texas, Oklahoma. Getting to Arkansas, and I, literally, I, I think we're probably an hour from our destination maybe even closer we're crossing the state line and I get a phone call and it was uh the, our, our company and they told us hey just a heads up that grass you're going to pick up in arkansas it's the wrong stuff Ooh. oh my goodness i'm like you are kidding me they said yeah so you might not want to go and uh it's like well like we're there <laughs> what's wrong with it? What's the, and, and it was the wrong backing. It did not have our premium backing. So that was a non-starter. Right. Which unfortunately is half of what the training was based on was how to install with this new unique backing. So that turf wasn't going to do us any good. Yeah. So it's like, all right, not really sure what we're going to do, but we got to turn around. So Steve and I turned the truck around. We start heading towards, um, Back towards New Mexico, and I, we called Brian. I'm like, Brian, got a problem. I said, we don't have any grass. And, you know, it's like, well, that's not an option. Well, it doesn't matter if it's not an option. That's where we're at. So we're going to have to make what we have work. So as we talk about it, the only thing we could figure is we needed to mow the grass we had. Those t- sprigs you were talking about, the stuff sticking up out of the grass. We had to mow this. So that's right. We were literally going to try to mow artificial, artificial turf. turf. So it was like, okay, Brian, well, while we're driving, we're heading back. You got to start figuring it out. Go see what we have in the warehouse. Go grab our mowers from home if we had them. Go to the rental store, do whatever. Start, start, you know, figuring out how we mow this. And, and then you so see, you, you had a fun Saturday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, that was a, a joyous Saturday trying to figure that out. Uh, we tried a push mower, it didn't work. It just, Push the blades down. Thought, okay, you know what we need? And I think we might have been in communication with each other and maybe even the field company trying to figure this out. And then it was, no, you know. A, a real type need, It needs to be a real, like a, a rotary mower so it's not, you know, the engine and the, the, the wind Air from pushing that. it away. We tried the real mower. Didn't, didn't work. work. So then... I don't know if somebody said it or he tried it. I thought, hedge clippers. We're going to try hedge hedge clippers. So we got out, you know, electric hedge trimmers. Nope. The grass blades were too fine, too small. The hedge trimmer wouldn't get it. And, you know, we're we're stuck. Then somebody called and said, well, you know, on fields, sheep shears. We're like, sheep shears? (laughs) I'm in Albuquerque on a Saturday afternoon. Where am I going to get sheep shears? And so I don't think we ever end up, did end up finding those. That one we just tried but couldn't find. And we're we stuck. Tried, we tried I weed mean, we whacker. Tried, we tried a weed whacker. Yep. Didn't work. Uh, I think we might have tried manual hedge clippers, the big hedge clippers. Didn't that stuff work. didn't work. It wasn't sharp enough. It wasn't a clean enough cut. So we are really, I mean, we're, we're running out of options. So I'm trying stuff all all Saturday. And 
we, we don't find anything that mm-hmm. works. So you get back and we're like, Let's, we're, we're going to have to load up this turf and take it out as is. And so, <laughs> try to figure it out on the way. Right. So we did. So we, 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 we loaded up the rolls, got them on the trailer. We got everything ready. I think you and Steve might've got to sleep for a couple hours. And then you're up and you're driving to California. Mm-hmm. And while you're there now on Sunday, now I'm the guy back doing the experiments. I'm trying some of the stuff you tried again to see if it might work differently. If you might've missed something going through the same iteration, nothing works. And, and I think you had maybe tried it once and I tried it too. The only thing we found that would cut this was scissors, regular, literally little scissors, scissors, fiskers, whatever you want, want laying on your belly on the grass and just Clipping almost blade by blade clipping that that grass and so by the time you were getting close to or to california we just came to the conclusion look the only option we have is get to california roll this stuff out and trim it by hand so here we are we're getting into california right around midnight and so i call roger and uh, and jeff and i say hey guys good news we're almost there but I'm going to need you to meet us at the warehouse, your warehouse. We're going to unload this roll of grass and we have a little bit of cleanup work we got to do before the install. And I think through this process, we had told them why we had to, we're trying to postpone the training and they didn't, we can't postpone the training. So we involved them as part of the solution. And the answer was guys meet us at the warehouse. We're going to roll this out. And I think we had right around a thousand square feet. So maybe it was 700, maybe it was 15 by 50 that we needed to, to clean up. Um, so we get there, we roll this grass out and I say, go get these scissors. We, we told them to go to the home Depot or wherever and get this specific kind of scissor, meet us at the warehouse. We'll be there at midnight. And so we did. And so we rolled this thing out, turned on the lights, and Steve, Roger, Jeff, and I laid on our bellies and trimmed this grass by hand until 3 a.m. We spent three hours trimming these little blades by hand. Now, I will say, when we were done, Looks pretty it good. looked amazingly good. Like, it really, I mean, it was well manicured. Um, but what a nightmare. And so... We finished that at, at 3 a.m. Then we, you know, we go back. We, we're staying at Roger's house, go back to Roger's house, sleep for a couple of hours. And then the training was starting at 8 a.m. And we did it. And we ended up conducting the training. This is the first training of this type we've ever done. I don't even know what I said, what we did. But somehow we got this piece of grass installed. We went through the, the training. Nobody there knew anything about the fact that the grass had to be trimmed by hand other than the guys, Roger and Jeff, that worked with us. Um, and it was a success. And and at the end of that, I mean, we were totally exhausted and that ended up launching our first paid dealer. And, and they, you know, started to to generate business and, and become an integral part of the growth of Foreverlon. But there were so many opportunities along the way that we could have just said, Man, you throw up your hands. We're done, right? You start out of town. Well, first of all, you get the wrong product. We could have quit. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about that just as you were telling the story and playing it back. The reason we had a 200-foot roll is the first roll we had ordered for out there, we had received earlier, and it was wrong. And so when we called them back, they had a roll that was from a field, and that's why we got the 200-foot roll. Okay. We did not order a 200-foot roll. 
So we had that challenge at the front of it. We had to get through the size of the roll, but right. The, the, the size of the roll, you roll it out. It's the wrong stuff. You don't know how to unload it. Don't know how to reload it. You got to cut up. We drive to Arkansas. The transmission goes out, change plans. We keep going. We get to Arkansas, wrong grass, come back. (laughs) I remember we had people talking about like, I think I saw Brian out at the warehouse and he was trying to mow artificial turf. Is everything okay? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, everything's okay. We're, but I, it, it was just, there was, and, and these weren't just, oh, this is a problem, guys. These were gut punches because waiting on the back end of that was our first dealer, our first real training. A trip to California, this wasn't in our backyard. There was so much hanging on this, and it was just like body blow, body blow, body blow over and over. If you feel like the wind is being sucked out of you, like you don't have the ability to breathe, but yeah, I mean, we I know, and we probably used the analogy before, but this time more than, than any, I think we felt like Rocky, Rocky. in the middle of the, the fight where you are just being pummeled and you're just trying to stand, and you know, in the end. We, we hung on long enough to get a solution. And, you know, for us, again, we talk about quality, integrity, and innovation. I mean, all three of those were wrapped into this, right? The quality of product, we had to make sure it was good. We couldn't install a product that wasn't bad or train on a product that, that was bad. So we had to make it right. Uh, integrity, we had committed that we were going to be there. And we had given our word. And if we give our word, we're going to do whatever we have to to make that come true. And then three innovation. I mean, it doesn't get any more innovative than figuring out how to mow artificial turf. So yeah, and you know, you have written down here: integrity takes work, and it doesn't change with your circumstances. It'd be real easy to say, under these circumstances, we don't have to make the product right, or we don't need to do these things, guys. Integrity and doing what's right is doing what's right, and and making it. the best you can, not accepting where you're at. We had to fight through that. Yeah. And, and part of it was, you know, we trusted that this was part of God's plan and, you know, we didn't say it, but as we went through this, there were plenty of points of prayer and reflection and God, is this what we're supposed to be doing? Are we, are we, are we missing something? Is this a sign? But truthfully, God's way isn't always the easy way. And I would even go as far as to say God's way is rarely the The easy easy way. way. Um, it would have been easy to, to look at those issues and say it's time to quit, but we weren't going to let that derail us. We, yep. we knew this was something we were supposed to keep moving forward. So in the end, training went well, install went well. That led to a whole another series of stories in our life in California and our growth is forever long as a whole. But through it all, God's God's building a story. You, know, you have to say, Brian, life is a story, and it is, and, and these events— these challenges, these overcoming obstacles, this is all part of the story. And, and truthfully, any good movie, any good story has challenges. Has challenges. In it. If, this, if the movie was something like, hey, these guys started a business, everything went right, they made a lot of money, everyone's happy. That's nobody wants that's not a story, <laughs> right? It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. So the the challenges, the the obstacles, the the, the left punt, the, the you know left hooks that come across your face and just about knock you out. Those are what make the story great. And, you know, I, I'm very fortunate and blessed to have, have lived this story. And sometimes we talk about this. We look back on these things 
And it almost doesn't it almost, seem real. Yeah, it feels like Except somebody else's life. We do have some of the scars to prove it. Yep. Um, but so thankful that we've had these opportunities. I mean, if we hadn't had all of those things go wrong, we wouldn't have gotten this story. So sometimes, you know, again, we always look at this and say, what are the takeaways? And, and you know, maybe one takeaway is you're in a situation where you're getting hit with a bunch of negative and you've just got to push through and you've got to look at ways to get around these obstacles or over these obstacles or through them and, and get to the other side. And maybe it's you need to sit back and, and reframe what's going on a little bit and realize that the challenges that you're being hit with are really a blessing. They're really something that is making your story more interesting, more fun, relate to other people later and, and make you better in the process. Yeah, that's that's hard in the moment. <laughs> like driving it back is. from Arkansas, I don't think I was thinking about the the impact that's going to have on somebody later. <laughs> but it is real. It is. Um, so if you have the ability to do that, that's great. But it's it's faith. It's trusting. I want to come back to if what you are doing is good and what you are doing is right, and you believe you're doing what you're supposed to do, then you cannot let the challenges, you cannot let the obstacles, you cannot let these these difficulties that come up in your path dissuade you from doing what, what you're doing, what you're supposed to do. Now, that doesn't mean sometimes you might not pause and, and reflect and pray and counsel, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. But we didn't have any doubt that this is what we were supposed to doing, uh, be doing, no matter how hard it was. And that's when you just got to push through. You got to make it happen. Yeah. So some encouragement out there for all of you. If you're in, you know, hopefully you're never going to have this exact scenario. And especially if you're working if you with do, forever long. Just go right to the scissors. <laughs> Skip all the mowing and hedge clippers. You don't need to try that. But uh, no, truthfully, you know, whatever your situation, it's going to be different. But um, I, I'm just, we're, we're here to offer some encouragement that it's worth it. Push through. Things are better on the other side. So with that, I would say, um, you know, hopefully this has been relatable and something that you can look at points in your life where you've had something similar. Um, it could be something that you're in right now. It could be something that's coming in the future. Our goal is to share our story, not to, to shine a light on ourselves, to one, shine a light on what God's done through us, but two, to give you hope for you know, some of the struggles that you're going to go through as well. Yeah, so take a look at the show notes. Check out some of the the uh, information we share down there. We go a lot beyond. We go much further than just this story with information and links and what have you. Tell a friend, share this with somebody, and help us continue to be people of impact. If you're not a member of the newsletter, I would say sign up for the newsletter. Bethany does a great job of putting out content that kind of recaps an episode and uh, gives some foreshadowing on what's coming in the future. And it's a great way to share the, the podcast as well. You can forward that email to a friend and say, hey, check this out. So have a great week. We will see you back one week from today. This is the Threads Army reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help. Good day.